Welcome back to another incredible episode of MedShield Movement Connect show. With me, Dr. Fez, of course. Today, we have um, an athlete which we kind of haven't had on the show, a type of athlete, professional surfer, um, business owner, trainer, Teal Hogg. She's about to enlighten me on all things uh, surfer athlete. Get ready to know what you don't know about being body brilliant. This is the MedShield Movement Connect show where we connect the dots between fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, and of course you. Hosted by me, Dr. Fez Mkize, and a special guest that we have every month, sharing knowledge, insights, and groundbreaking tips on how to get fitter, be stronger, and live healthier. Turn up the volume and listen close. Today you amplify. It's the MedShield Movement Connect show. Let's go. Thank you so much for sitting down with us, Teal. Um, probably... Yeah, going to be the only surfer we have because I don't know too many surfers, but <laughs> really incredible having you sit down. Always great having an athlete in the house. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So I said the surfer thing as a joke, but it's because you're probably the only person that I know that has been a professional surfer, even though I know it's quite a big kind of sport within the country. How did you get into that? Wow, hey, um, I actually really hated the beach growing up. <laughs> so a lot of people think that um, like you kind of have to love it from like the get-go. Like when, yeah. you, when you're young, like, you know, you, you get into it um, from a young age. But actually, like my parents used to have to drag me down to the beach. Like they were like, come, you have to get off the couch. And you have to, <laughs> we actually want to get you outside and get some vitamin D, you know. Really? And yeah, and then eventually when I get outside, like I'd enjoy it. But like... Yo, I used to love being behind the TV and just chilling and like until about like 10 years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then all my friends started doing it and I was like, hey, I want to do this now. So I want to start surfing. All my friends are surfing. So and then, Seriously. yeah, so that kind of that kind of kick started when I was like 10. Um, started surfing like the Grom comps and um, I actually lost my first contest and I was like, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose again. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a loser. <laughs> Mama no raise, didn't raise no loser, you know? Like, so I was like, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to win the next contest and the next one, the next one. So that's kind of how it kickstarted. <laughs> that, it's, you see, now if I'd known this, then maybe I would have been a surfing athlete <laughs> because I always thought this was, and you hear these stories where somebody talks about they had this affinity or oh, I loved running and yeah, then I yeah. just realized just I could actually get money from it or whatever. But you clearly, I think one of the key things when we've had people sit down is like there's a driver for a lot of people. And you're already saying you don't want to lose. Um, <clears throat> I'm a little competitive. Uh, I tend to be like that as well. And it yeah. clearly you implemented that into surfing and just becoming an athlete. Where do you think that drive actually started or came from? Um, sure. Hey, like I just hated the fact that like I came last. <laughs> just, I came last in the first contest I ever did. So I was in grade, how old are you when you're grade 10? Like grade four, I don't know, but yeah. I was young. <laughs> Probably 16, 15, 15, 15, 16. What? I mean, sorry, not grade, grade 10. 10, sorry, when I was 10 years old. 10 years oh, old, okay. 10. Sorry, when I was, when I was 10, 10 years old. 10 years old, yes. Yes, but I don't know old. what grade I was in. Anyway, so all my friends started surfing um, and started competing and stuff and I entered the school competition and then I obviously I came last and I was like, I just really hated the, the fact that my friends beat me. I was like, you guys have obviously been doing this a lot more than I have and I don't, I don't like that at all. And then I kind of threw a tantrum on the beach 
and um, I was like, and my dad was like, no, like you can't, you know, you can't do that. You got to keep it together. You got to, you got to pick yourself up, and you got to go back out there and just do better next time. And I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, I'll win the next contest, and then I did. And then I was like, um, then I just kind of I liked that that feeling of like trying to better myself every single, every contest, and. Yeah, I got really, as as obviously as you get older, it gets a little bit more tough because it, the competition gets gets harder. And then, um, yeah, that's just kind of drove me more and more into like trying to be the best version of myself in surfing. So, and I, and I always think for me, because you think, okay, it's like surfing, it's probably a lot of in the water, kind of doing all of those motions, but I, clearly there must be some sort of like endurance or like training or strength training element to it, which you must have started at a young age, or is it just a matter of you going out there and getting the reps in the water? Yeah, so there was a lot of, obviously a lot of surfing, like you said, um, but my dad, as soon as I started showing some results in my surfing, my dad was like, um, so my dad was like my my buddy in like in the making, like he was like, you know, I'm going to help you, I'm going to make you, like help you achieve. Yeah, he, well, he's, he wasn't a professional surfer, but he found like the passion for it like later on and then um, he was just helping me with my, with my competing and everything. So um, when I got to about 13, I think my first year in high school, um, my dad was like, "Hey, we're gonna start. We're gonna start training together." He was like so excited. It was like he was training like a first team rugby player, you know. <laughs> and he was like, he never had boys, so he was like, he was like, "You are going to be the star." My the protege. <laughs> yeah. Be... So he was like, you know, let's start training. Let's. Um, so yeah, he started taught me everything from boxing to like strength training to um, endurance, uh, agility, everything, you know. Mm. So he taught me everything he knew from like his old school like background and then that kind of yeah progressed and I actually started loving the cross training and the um, on, on top of the surfing so like I'd be so excited to like surf and then also get out the water and go and do like the um, the conditioning for the sport as well. Oddly enough you say the boxing yeah. um, and I feel like if you guys have not looked at her uh, social media <laughs> probably should because that that almost feels like that is something that you've carried over and you've really, I mean, you have two gyms, you've expanded on that um, from the cross training to the boxing to everything else. How have you made that transition? What was it that sparked that transition? And I mean, how do you get it all to come together? Because it is demanding to have a business. What, from the, from the surfing, you mean? Like, yeah. And then everything, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It, it is tough, you know, so um, oh, this is a lot of history behind this, so I can talk for hours on this, but... Um, we, we will edit, no, <laughs> you have the time. <laughs> um, so actually, growing up, um, it's quite, it's quite a, there's quite a lot that happened, but mm. um, like times were tough and um, my parents couldn't really afford to to help me with my surfing career and they like put everything into me like they were so they were so sure that like I was going to be like the next like the next best in the world shame like um I never really was number one in the world but they really did put everything they could like they could into me and then um so yeah it just got really tough like after school because there's no funding for surfing in South Africa um well yeah just in general there's not that much funding for surfing so I had to like kind of think of like ways to try and create money to support my career. So that's actually how the whole fitness journey started. So I started um, teaching people like on the beachfronts, like trying to make like an extra like 50 rand here, like 100 rand here. <laughs> yeah, you laugh. But were, <laughs> you that, were you that lifeguard oh, was that? who was also like on the side doing like lunges and squats? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's good. I'm 
entrepreneur. I was, yeah, so I was like trying to like um, just teach as I went, like after school, trying to make some money, trying to like help out my parents, trying to help out just like pave my own way, like that kind of. So that determination from surfing kind of um, snowballed onto um, just my day-to-day -day life, you know, like just like being like strong-minded and determined into like whether it's like making money or creating a career or whatever I was doing. I was just like, I had to have that same mentality. Um, so anyway, yeah, I kind of like, was times are tough. Um, parents were really trying to struggle to help me like compete and send me overseas to go and like compete. So yeah, I was doing what I could to like make some money, personal training, um, just helping out like friends and just like, paying me like the minimum to like, to train them and do what I could. And yeah, that's how that's how that started. And <laughs> well, now yeah. it's like two gyms. Yeah. And, you know, quite a lot of success in other places. It's, yeah, but it's a weird background. Yeah, I, I think, and because we always kind of throw back to people who sat in the seat and we've spoken to them, even for for me, um, from where I come from, single parent, father passing on quite young. It's those kind of things that you tested with early that you sometimes have to rise above or most people will rise above that will really kind of put you in good stead for the road ahead because clearly from your eyes and your opinions you knew that you had to do something and it wasn't a matter of sitting back and allowing things to happen you kind of went out there and you got it and now you have these things that are coming through to you because of that kind of process for me though I want to know the industry itself just business is tough but within the wellness and the fitness industry, mm. you've been able to get brick and mortar effects in terms of the gyms. Mm. What are some of the obstacles that you've had to go up against? Yeah, well, it's been tough, like, um, just because it did take me like a few years. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people don't see that how long it took, especially in Durban. I think Durban is um, very community based and very, um, they like to stick to what they what they know. They don't really like to move out of <laughs> out of what is what it's what is progressing. Um, sometimes, so like the whole idea of like a personal gym was like quite a quite a big like quite a big change from like the usual Virgin Actives and all those types of things. So, so that that was very hard to try and get a client base. Like it took me about four years. Wow. Um, to actually build up a client base, I had about I think I had only like three or four clients for. They were paying like peanuts to like train with me, and I was like, it was all weather dependent because I didn't have a, I didn't have a studio at the time, so I was training everyone outdoors. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't glamorous for the first couple of years at all. It wasn't, it wasn't what it is now, and um, it was a lot of work, just like really just believing that this is what I have to do. And I was just like, I can't, like I don't think I can do anything else. <laughs> I'm like, I love it so much and I just don't think I can, I did, well, I tried to go work in a call center for like three months and it didn't work. So mm -hmm. I was just like, I can't call do it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but in the, in, the, in the midst of all of it, like trying to, trying to make a buck, you know, in the background, I, like, I found like a, I went and helped out at a call center for a couple of months and I was just like, I can't, I, I was like, I have to make this happen. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't be, I can't be at a desk I, as much as I love doing like the editing and like creating videos or like um, helping people with whatever or just admin like I can do that stuff but it's it's just not what I wanted to do and I was like I have to if I can't make it in surfing I've got to make it in I've got to make it in something else you, you burnt know? the ships I feel like that analogy is <laughs> always so interesting to me where you, you want to take over you have to burn the ships you have to be yeah, committed and yeah, clearly now it's paying out but 
how do you balance it all? That's my thing, because you have to have the content when it comes to various platforms and social media. You actually have to train people, you have clients, and you have to look after yourself because you also have to train yourself, right? I'm assuming mm -hmm. just yeah. from looking at the stuff that you do, you love movement. It's mm -hmm. one of the things that drives you, which yeah. I can relate to. So how do you balance all of that? just have to do it, hey? <laughs> it's a simple answer, but it's like if you want to do it enough, you'll make, it, you'll make the time yeah. and you'll make, you'll make it happen. Like... Um, you look at your schedule and you have to just be realistic with what, what time you have. And um, I know in the back of my head, it's like it's like knowing if you're an active person, for example, or you um, are money driven and you know you've got to like get to a, a certain amount every month or you've got to be chasing after something. You know in the back of your head that you've got this thing telling you, I've got to be training today or um, you like what do you eat if you love food, like what am I eating today? You know, it's, it's those types of things that are like in the back of your head that um, that you subconsciously are thinking about mm -hmm. every single day and that's what kind of you kind of have to like fuel yourself and like keep it like keep yourself in this habit that keeps you going and if you I think it takes a long time to obviously get there because yeah. habit takes like I think to break a habit I think it takes like 21, 21 days or something yeah. like that yeah. but like just having that subconscious knowing that like there's something that you're meant to be doing every single day for me it's movement and um and i know that a lot of a lot of what i do and the the um foundation i've i've created for myself um has stemmed from social media and that's where i got a lot of my business from over the years so i know that that's something that keeps it going keeps my business going and it keeps it um on its feet so i know that it's something i have to put time and effort into every single day mm. as much as I have to put into exercising eating healthy everything yeah sure. so you just do it <laughs> that's the that's the answer you just there you go it. very simple we uh we tend to waffle on and say all sorts of things to people at home but she's just do it and it actually does come down to that you can say it many ways but at the end of the day that is the core message yeah. we did speak a bit before we even got into speaking now about this DNA-informed inf exercise and nutrition. Mm -hmm. And um, it piqued my interest because, I mean, being in the health space, it's always interesting to see different ways to try tailor-make uh, lifestyles for people. Yeah. And you're somebody who's very well-read, clearly also very knowledgeable about things. So what is that? What is DNA? Kind of is it DNA-informed exercise and nutrition or DNA-based exercise and nutrition? It's more DNA-based. So what, it, what basically you'll do is you'll um, swab and mm -hmm. you'll send it into a lab. So you'll do a swab, send it into a lab, and then you'll get your results back. And I'll kind of tell you according to like your history um, and what are you, what kind of diseases you are prone to having and like what, what type of exercise and food will also trigger like um, your, um, your progress and um, help you either um, improve or, or regress. Or, yeah. Yeah, regress. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting because um, everyone's so different and you think you know what you're doing. You think like, you know, I'm meant to be doing a bunch of cardio and it works for me and, like, and, and everything. But um, sometimes it's actually complete opposite. So that's why it was just so interesting for me to do it because mm. I just thought it was, there's a lot of people that think they know what they're doing and they're just doing the, the normal like cardio or, or yeah. just, yeah. yeah. And, um, and it doesn't, doesn't work for everyone. There's not a... Um, um, what do you call it? A one fit all yeah, type situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
Again, very interesting. Um, and because you are around, we might actually expand on that on another episode. But we'll kind of put that, uh, we'll earmark that for later. Before you go, I do this to everyone. You're an athlete. Um, I like to kind of put people under pressure because I kind of have three... <coughs> Three greatest of all times that I usually ask people. In your case, I feel like it would be, would be interesting to see who your greatest athlete of all time is. Okay. And I'm saying three because I'm going to give you options, but your first one should be number one. Okay. Who are your three? Top three. My favorite athlete. Can't think too long. <laughs> Everybody has one. You don't even like hesitate. Number one. Uh, Bethany Hamilton, she's always been my favorite because she's mm. a surfer with one arm. So. Okay. Yeah. I need amazing. to look her up. Yeah, that no, sounds amazing. To. Yeah. Um, sheesh, and Natasha Hastings, okay, sprinter, okay. yeah, uh, three, <laughs> an all woman, eh? Um, oh, sheesh, I'm trying to think. Come on, come on, <laughs> come one. on you know. Um, don't have a third one. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. clearly, I mean, she only needs two. That means those are the greatest. Uh, I would have put in like a Michael Jordan, uh, but maybe that's just me. That's me and my bias. Uh, everybody at home, you guys should know by now. Uh, I love me some b-ball, some basketball, so Michael Jordan would always be number one. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much Thank for sitting for down me. with us. But before we go, actually, I just want to know, Bounce. What's, yes. what's that all about? Why do we use Bounce by Teal? So, a couple of years ago when I started this whole thing, when I started like social media and like creating my own, um, if you go down and you scroll really low onto my page, you'll find some really cringy videos of me. Because uh, I haven't deleted them. Hey so guys. You guys, guys. Not even though, it's just like really badly filmed, really badly edited videos um, of when I first started. And just like the hashtags, oh, I was dying when I saw them the other day. Um, but yeah, I just started my own thing and I wanted to call it Bounce by Teal. And then kind of wanted to change it. And then I stopped my, my following started growing. I was like, I can't change it now. It's stuck. And here it is. So, so Bounce doesn't necessarily have any throwback mm. to uh, Yeah, kind of. I mean, it just kind of was more like just energy, you know, uh, okay. just bringing energy. So fair enough. That's it. But I knew that was something I had to ask. You I couldn't find I couldn't really find the right word for it. So I wasn't tr I was trying to make it like as least as cringe as possible. So listen, I'll take it because I've had worse stories for some people's nicknames. Thank you so much for sitting down with me, for speaking. Um, I think it's again going to be an interesting thing, maybe trying to unpack the DNA element of things, because I'm always about trying to be at the cusp mm -hmm. of everything, always reminding people, especially at home, that we're not all the same. And something that works for me might not work for you, exactly. might not work for her. So always remember that. Be kind to yourself. And that's another episode in the bag. Um, if you guys want to look at other episodes, um, you can... No, this is not that platform. I can't <laughs> just give you guys a box. It's just been great. Stay good.